Good morning once again to the morning prayer call. It is an honor to be with each of you and together to welcome the Lord God Almighty, not only on the call, but to welcome him personally into our lives and to align with heaven's agenda for this day. So welcome, Father God. Welcome, Lord Jesus, and welcome, Holy Spirit. For this is the day that you have made, and we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what we face, you are with us to lead and to guide. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 and 18 from the ESV Bible, it says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This morning we have Bishop, Bishop Christopher Smith, and he's going to be bringing the morning devotion. And if you were in attendance at New Destiny Church yesterday, whether in person or whether you were live streaming, Bishop stated he would continue with yesterday's message on the call this morning. So before he comes, let me introduce the other part of our morning team. I'm Heather Dawson, facilitating this morning, and then we also have Minister John Small. He will be praying for the requests that have been sent in. So good morning, Minister John. How are you this morning? I am so well, and yourself? I am well also. Thank you for asking. Praise God. It's a wonderful way to start the new work week, um, joining our hearts together on a prayer call. Hallelujah. So we loosen to our lives the anointing of God to destroy every yoke and to remove every burden. May the word of God be in our minds, in our mouths, and in our hearts so that that God's kingdom will dominate the earth through us in Jesus' name. So welcome, Bishop. We're ready for you. We're going to give you plenty of time this morning, and we pray this finds you and Pastor Adrian doing well on this early morning prayer call. So it is yours, Bishop. Well, good morning, Elder Heather. Uh, How are you this morning? (laughs) I am well. I am very well. Thank you. That's great. And good morning to Minister Smalls and Sharon Smalls. God bless you all. Thank you for all you do. Good morning to everyone that's on the line this morning, our intercessors, our uh, New Destiny Church. Good morning to every guest, uh, whether you, you know, you're not a member of our church, but you come on and, you know, you're our guest this morning. Thank you for being a part of what we do, and we pray that it's been en- enriching and also um, just blessing you. We thank God for every man of God that is on the line this morning. And as Elder said, you may have not been in service yesterday, um, and many of you probably were in service yesterday. I just want to pick up right where I was, and I'm going to go back a little bit, and then I'll move forward. And I'm going to start at Romans 4 and verse 3. And I I just think that's so important when we look at what Paul writes, because Paul is writing actually a scripture from the Old Testament dealing with Abram, who God changes his name into Abraham. 
And the scripture says, what does the scripture say? Abraham believed in, trust in God, and it was accredited to his account as righteousness. And the Amplified Translation defines righteousness as right living and right standing with God. That is very important. I want to just burn in your conscience, tattoo on your heart, right living, right living. There's right living, and then there's wrong living. But he says his belief was accredited to his account as righteousness, right living, and right standings with God. And so at this time, the world was full of chaos. People were just really, I'm going to use this word, and I'm going to define it a little bit later, uh, people were just wicked. And so people had begun to live un unrighteously before God, and even Abraham's father fell into disobedience also. He fell into idolatry. And so and idolatry is idol worship, starts worshiping other gods and all these different types of things. And so the, the reason Abraham stood, or Abram stood out, was because he made a decision in the midst of chaos, in the midst of wickedness, in the midst of idolatry, to believe God above all else. And in making this decision, it placed him in position to receive the favor of God. The favor of God. God favored him and stamped, declared him righteous because of how he believed God. That's why it's so important to believe God or believe the word of God. When we believe the word of God, we believe in God. And so Proverbs 15 verse 9 says, The way of the wicked is an abomination extremely disgusting and shamefully vile to the Lord. But he loves him who pursues righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. Now notice that Solomon writes, the way of the wicked is an abomination. It is abomination. It is a crime. That, that word, when you, when you look up that word abomination, you come up with the word crime. But let, let me define w wicked. W what does it mean to be wicked? Wicked is, means to be sinful. I want to use this word because it's important because we're seeing a lot of this today. Immoral. Immoral. Immorality. Morally wrong. Bad. Corrupt. Ungodly, unholy. That's what it means to be wicked. See, so so we notice we're dealing with right living and wickedness. Either we're living right or we're living wrong as believers. But he loves him who pursues righteousness. Watch this. Now it's the opposite of wicked, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. God loves the person that runs after righteousness. He loves the person who runs after right living. When you start running after God, things start happening in your favor. 
And I believe a lot of times, you know, I'm not questioning people's salvation, but I'm questioning the, the fact that the, they can't get really the benefits of being a born-again believer to start manifesting themselves in their lives. A lot of times we let immoral stuff creep into our lives, little pockets of stuff. And so we have to make a decision that we're going to pursue righteousness. We're going to run after God. And as you run after God, God's favor will start manifesting itself in your life. And that's why I said if you, if, if you need God's favor in your life, I encourage you to pursue righteousness. You can't walk after this thing. You can't stroll after it. You have to begin to run after it. We have to run after righteousness. And so David writes in the, the, the 92nd Psalm, go there, in the 92nd Psalm, and let's look at verse 12. He says, the uncompromisingly righteous, oh, I love that word, uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Now, it's going to give the description of the palm tree. Are you ready for this? It says, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. Woo! I'm going to take that for myself, y'all. My hands are raised up right now. I'm going to take that for myself. I want to say it one more time, okay? The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. Now, the cedar in Lebanon, when you do um, research on the cedar in Lebanon, the, 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 the cedar tree in Lebanon is really, uh, they say, history said, it was always used for religious reasons and all these different types of things. And so now we're going to give you give you a description of the cedar of Lebanon. Now watch the cedar of Lebanon. Majestic, stable, durable, and uncorruptible. Oof. Isn't that good? Is that good stuff this morning? I'm telling you, this is it's, it's wonderful to get out of bed and be blessed like this. But he says the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish, shall flourish. I like that. Be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. When we define flourish, it means to grow, to thrive, to prosper, to do well. It means to develop increase, and multiply. Does this sound familiar? You know, when God pronounced the blessing on Abraham's life, he says that he was to, he was to, to, to multiply and increase and subdue and have dominion. And when he placed it on man's life, when he placed it on Adam's life, though that was the oath that he, he spoke over him. Powerful. I'll say it one more time. Because this is what we need to understand as believers 
that we're supposed to flourish because we are the righteous, the uncompromisingly righteous. It should, it doesn't say might flourish. It said shall flourish means to grow, thrive, prosper, do well, develop, increase, and multiply. When you are positioned in righteousness and you refuse to compromise your faith, it will cause, listen to this, it's going to cause your spirit man to soar and cause you to become bold as a lion. You won't be just struggling in life. You won't just be on survival mode. I believe there's too many believers on survival mode. You're going to begin to thrive. Begin to thrive. And we have to understand our position as a church. Because the church, I'm talking about the universal body, need to be bolder than the world. We need to be bold. I don't see the church being bold in our faith. And as I said, wearing a righteousness on our sleeve. Because the world doesn't have a problem promoting wickedness. It doesn't have a problem promoting their unrighteous ideas, nor do they have a problem promoting their unrighteous ways. You can look, it is everywhere. And all of a sudden, you know, it's supposed to, you know we're supposed to be, you know, I guess they say we're supposed to have this acceptance thing. But you know what? I, I'm telling you. And I hope everybody understands my stand. I stand on the Lord's side. And whatever the Lord is against, I'm against. Just point blank, period. I'm going to leave it right there. Now, as I said, they don't have, I'm talking about the unrighteous. I'm talking about the wicked. They don't have a problem pushing their agenda. They have no problem promoting their ideas and promoting their unrighteous ways. And this is one of the reasons why the unrighteous will never have peace. I'll say that again. The unrighteous will never experience the true peace of God. As believers, we must become bolder in promoting righteousness, right living, being in right standings with God. And it's promoted by preaching the gospel. I want you to hear that. It's promoted by sharing your testimony. It's promoted by telling people the goodness of God and what God has done in your life. Because when you do that, you're preaching the gospel. When you tell people what God has done, what God has made available to you, how God has favored you. You are preaching the gospel. When you're sharing your testimony, your testimony has overcoming power. It gives you the power to overcome, but it can also give others the power to overcome. And that's why the Bible said they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so we promote righteousness by promoting in preaching the gospel and living by faith. It's key. You're going to live by what you believe. I want you to ask yourself a question early this morning at 5.15. What do you believe? See, I believe God. Regardless of what the world says, regardless of what the media is promoting, regardless of what's going on, I believe believe God. 
And I'll forever believe God, forever trust God, because God has made himself so real to me, so real to me. Nothing can persuade me otherwise. So, you'll never experience the peace of God until you understand your position in righteousness, until you understand, until you have a revelation of the righteousness of God. Having a revelation of the righteousness of God will cause the peace of God to start manifesting itself in your life. Isaiah 32, verse 17. I'm reading this from the Amplified Bible. And it says, And the effects of righteousness will be peace. Internal and external. And the result of righteousness will be quietness, confident trust forever. Wow. So you become righteous conscience over being sin conscience through having the revelation of righteousness. And once you have that revelation of righteousness, now, the peace that Jesus died for us to enjoy, to have and enjoy, can begin to affect every area of our life. I'm going to say that one more time. Now, the peace that Jesus died for us to have and enjoy can begin to affect every area of your life. Notice the scripture says, and the effects of righteousness or the results of righteousness, which means the same thing, is peace. Number one, it's, it's going to bring you peace. Peace, when we break it down and define it, it's described as wholeness. Wholeness, tranquility, calmness, restfulness, quietness, confident trust. The scripture says confident trust forever. But we also know peace to be described, as I said earlier, wholeness. That you begin to become whole in the broken areas of your life. And that's what I truly believe our Father wants to do for us as being his children, to experience wholeness in every area of our life. Father, we honor you today. We bless you. We magnify you. The fruit of our lips giving thanks and praise because you alone are the redeemer of our life. We thank you for this great and awesome day that you have made. In it we shall rejoice and be glad. We thank you that you've delivered us from the powers of darkness and you've translated us into the kingdom of your dear Son. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, for it is written in your word, you will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. We say good morning to you, Father as we present ourselves before your throne, the throne of grace, that we will receive your favor and your mercy 
in our times of need. We say good morning to our Savior, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your sacrifice. We say good morning to the Holy Spirit, who is responsible for us, to lead us and guide us into the true purpose of God, the truth of God, the whole full will of God. And so, Father, today, I pray for those that are on the line, that we won't just walk, we won't just stroll, but we will pursue righteousness. We, Lord God, as your people, will pursue what you love most. Lord God, we thank you that we will pursue the moral and spiritual rectitude as it begins to manifest itself in every area of our lives. I thank you that your people are waking up to the revelation of the righteousness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Wow. I don't know about all of you on the line, but I pray this morning that you felt that. I felt what Bishop was saying this morning, and I felt when he prayed. I felt it in my soul. We thank God that he never leaves us, nor does he ever forsake us. And you know, Bishop said the church is to be bolder than the world. Well, you know, the church has been silent for so long. We, we, we were, how shall I say, we were content. We were content to be quiet, just come to church on Sunday, see each other on Wednesday night, and we were good. No, God said, I made you to be the light of this world. See, darkness is everywhere. And you know, there's a scripture verse in that same Psalms, uh, Bishop Psalm 92, and it's verse 7, it says, and it talks about flourishing, but it talks about the wicked. It's true, the wicked flourish, and that's what we see now, isn't it, going on in our world, that the wicked uh, is flourishing. But it says, the tr- uh, it's true, the wicked flourish, but only, only for a moment, only for a moment foolishly forgetting their destiny with death, for they will all one day be destroyed forevermore. Hallelujah. So as Bishop said, what do you believe? What do you believe and who do you believe? Hallelujah. That was a wonderful, that was a wonderful devotion this morning. Um, God is all about promoting us. God is all about keeping us. God is all about showing us. And he says, come to me, come to me, because you won't be disappointed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we could just go on at this point and rejoice and keep on rejoicing in him. But we want to turn to Minister John at this time so that he can share the prayer requests and uh, to pray over them. And remember, everyone, that the effectual, the fervent prayer of the righteous, it's going to avail much. So, Minister John, please come. Thank you, Heather. 
Good morning, everyone. We have uh, six prayer requests and one update. And so we're going to start with the first one. Uh, the first one is uh, sent by someone who didn't want to give their name. That's fine as well. But their request is this. They said, hello, uh, New Destiny. I want to pray. I want uh, prayer for my parents as they are in the uh, process of trying to buy a home in a new city. I pray that they will follow the direction of the Holy Spirit and not the desires of their flesh to make it uh, make the right decision with peace. And they finish off by saying, I also want a prayer for my mother that she continues to stay healthy and her memory remains strong. So we thank you for that request. So we come into agreement and we say this. We say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. And all your ways, not some of your ways, but all your ways, acknowledge God. And he will make your way straight. So we speak to your parents right now to make sure that you acknowledge God in everything that you do, even buying this home. And here's what God said that he would do. The Lord, your God, is giving you the land. And he will make sure, he would make sure you are successful in everything that you do. Your harvest will be so large that your storehouse will be full. And in regards to your mom's memory, we say this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, and in this case, he has already sent Jesus' name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all, all that has been sent in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Next, we are looking at um, Helen Gill-Smith. And her request is an update on her sister, Daphne Thompson. Daphne, she has been released from the hospital on Wednesday, June 23rd, and has secured a temporary place to stay. Unsure how long this is going to be in place. She has partial medical coverage, and her social worker is working on full coverage. The search continues for permanent housing. We are continuing to pray for complete healing, permanent housing, and uh, this is what they're praying for. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you that she reached out to for prayer. And the word says, whatever two or more are gathered in your name, there you are. So we thank you that you're with us as we pray this. And we thank you, Father, that all that she has gone through that she walks through the valley of the shadow of death, and that she shall not fear any evil, because you are with Daphne. For your word said, for this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe it, that means trust and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it according to God's word in Jesus' name. And there's an update on Daphne's uh, daughter, Nicole Thompson. Nicole was sent to emergency early this month due to heavy secretion and infection with fever. And she has recovered from this and is back in her facility. She continues to breathe on her, and on her own. 
and little resistance for she hears and sounds and opens her eyes and feels when she's being touched. So, Father, we thank you for your continued blessing over her, that she's not just healed, but she's made whole, complete, in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul Walker is asking for prayer, and Paul says this, Your destiny, please gather and pray for my Aunt Emma Jo Miles. Aunt Emma has glaucoma, high blood pressure. She's the subject of, uh, had a mini stroke and in danger of losing her vision in her eye. Then he says, but God shall intervene and intercept those enemies of illness. Jesus has healed her and can heal any sort of human flaws. So right now we come into agreement with Paul Walker in regards to his aunt, in regards to his aunt. And we say, according to God's word, he himself, Jesus Christ, he bore our sins in his body on the tree that we may die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, every wound that he took on his body, we say to Emma, 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 you have been healed in Jesus' mighty name. So, Paul, when I was reading this, I saw that you need to get to Emma some type of recording, reading scriptures to her so she can hear the word of healing because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our next uh, request comes from Sister Ruthie Hayes, and she, her request is healing for blood loss and surgery. And she said, I will have my sixth GI procedure Tuesday at Summit Hospital. My doctors have tried to find out the source of my continued bleeding loss, my blood loss, uh, resulting in transfusion, many tests and hospitalizations. But she says, God has an answer. I will be back to church. Whatever the doctor finds going on with me, I'm coming back. She said, thank you for interceding on my behalf in Jesus' name. So immediately what comes to me is God's word. And as you recall in Luke, when the, the lady with the issue of blood made up in her mind and said, I'm going to touch the hem of her garment, of his garment. And as she did so, she was healed. So we call healing to your body right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak God's word on you. The same thing that Jesus said to the lady. He said, daughter, daughter, be of good comfort. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. We thank you, Father. Next we have Carrie Pierce. Carrie Pierce. And Carrie says this, pray for my dear friend, Alita. She's having surgery this morning, praying for successful surgery and speedy recovery. And he, she asked for God to comfort her daughter, Stacy, and let her know her mom is going to be okay. The Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every 
surgeon, nurse, technician, janitor, meal prep, everyone that's associated with her friend Alita's surgery. And we call that their hands, their minds, their bodies on one accord to bring Anita back to wholeness in Jesus' name. And then we speak to Anita's daughter, and we say this, Father, you said according to your word, be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication. Yet with thanksgiving, let our requests be made known to God. And the peace, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard her heart and her mind in Christ Jesus. So we thank you for your word in Jesus' name. And lastly, we have a request from Artemis Bradley Sr.'s family. And the request is this. He says, good morning, my dear family and friends. We ask him uh, that you join together in prayer for my dad, Elder Bradley. He has been taken to emergency yesterday and is in ICU. And he says here, we are speaking life and total, complete healing in the name of Jesus. So we come into agreement with the Artemis Bradley family right now. Because the word says that if anybody is sick, let them call the elders of the church. And that's what you have done. You've reached out to the church body. But here's what it also said. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick well. And the Lord himself will raise them up. So, Father, right now we thank you that our prayer and faith over to Bradley Sr., that he's healed and he's whole in Jesus' mighty name. And we all come into agreement and say, Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister John. That was a lot of requests this morning. And you know, when you think about what was shared, what was asked, it was for supply, it was for healing, it was for provision, that God would provide, that God would heal. And just like Minister John quoted that scripture, that the word tells us the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise them up. Hallelujah. And those needing provision, God is their supplier. Hallelujah. So thank you, Minister John, for praying this morning. We come in agreement with every prayer that was spoken and we believe, we believe that praise reports are going to follow. Amen? Amen. Well, let us go back to Bishop for uh, a moment to see if he has any further uh, thoughts for us today. Bishop. Thank you so much, Elder. Uh, I just want to rest it right there that the effects of righteousness shall be peace. And let's meditate on that. I think it's time for to have peace in our lives and understand the day we live in and really preach the gospel 
you don't have to be called to be a preacher to preach. You know, you can, as I said, share your testimony, share the goodness of God with people, and just be a light in the dark world. And so we'll we'll just stop right there for for this morning and just meditate on the effects of righteousness shall be peace. May God richly bless you all. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Mm, Thank you, Bishop. It is a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's not as the world gets. The world doesn't even know peace at this moment. But praise God, we can have peace. Praise God. Hallelujah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of you that have been on the call this morning. I pray that you were truly blessed, that you received more revelation, more revelation of what it is to be positioned in righteousness. And like Bishop said, focus on peace, peace. Well, we certainly need peace. So let us uh, close out with a word of prayer, Father, as we close our time together and we start our day having been with you so that we could align ourselves with heaven, that we could receive our assignment from you for this day. We thank you for the rich word which helps us to mature as believers, to walk in your ways, putting aside those things which so easily trip us up. They just get us off track. But we bind and we rebuke and cast out those spirits of fear, of worry, of doubt, anxiety, and unbelief and declare that they have no place in our lives as children of the true and living God. And we loose, we loose the anointing of God, which will destroy every yoke, and it will remove every burden. And we declare, we declare God's kingdom will dominate the earth through us. For we are the light in a dark, dark world. Give us, Father, deeper revelation of what it means to be positioned in righteousness. Illuminate that into every heart this morning. And, Father, we ask that your favor, your favor fall like rain upon our surrendered lives. And just as showers revive the earth, and we call out for rain this morning, we call out for rain this morning to fall upon our dry and parched land. Father, we need the rain of you to rain down upon us where we have become parched and dry. And we say revive us. Revive us with your grace and your mercy. Rain down upon us 
so that we might be all that you have called us to be. We thank you for the time that we have had together as the body of Christ with you. For you are faithful, you are true, and you are just. Go with us today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Sister Kathy, open the line, please.